بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبعث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتئ الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد من أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير حديث حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشرموا محدفاتها وكل محدف بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبعد فحياكم الله جميعا وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله today is the first lesson of the series of lessons we'll be going through the new series of lessons we'll be going through explaining the book Falafatul Usul by Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab Rahimahullah and with the explanation of Shaykh and Shaykh Zaid Ibn Muhammad Ibn Hadi Al-Madkhali Rahimahullah And This book Alhamdulillah No doubt And we'll go through an explanation Again Like Al-Qawaii Al-Arba Which we previously We covered Is a book which The Talib Al-Ilm Beginning student of knowledge Or student of knowledge At every level In reality Cannot say that he is Sufficient or self-sufficient of And not in need of he needs this, this book, in order to understand the affairs and the origins and the usul, the foundation of his religion. And, alhamdulillah, this explanation is an explanation which is concise, whilst at the same time, it's one that brings about a lot of benefit as well. Right, which is concise, but brings about a lot of important benefits in terms of the Aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnati Wal Jama'ah and the likes of that. And so, this book, it begins with the mentioning. Does anyone have the text of them? Any chance? The text of Falaf Tukusul. Mm-hmm. 
والدليل قوله تعالى بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصلوا بالحق وتواصلوا بالصبر نعم okay. and so this is the the beginning بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اعلم رحمك الله انه الله تعالى have mercy upon you انه يجب علينا تعلم it's upon us, it's an obligation upon us to have knowledge of four affairs. The first is al-ilm, knowledge itself. The second, the second is al-amal bihi, acting upon it. The third is al-da'atu ilayhi, meaning calling to it. Wal-rabit, the fourth, is al-sabru ala adhafi. And the fourth is that you have patience upon the way of that calling, the da'wah. That da'wah will require patience. And the delil mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab is Surah Al-Asr. Wal-Asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-ladhina amanu wa amanu salihati wa tawasaw bil-haqti wa tawasaw bil-sabr. That by time, indeed all of mankind are being lost. Except for those who believe and do righteous actions and enjoy the haqq, enjoy the truth to one another and they call each other to the truth and they call each other to the affair of sabr, patience. Now, and um, this is the introduction to this. And so, Sheikh Zaid he mentions in relation to the book itself, this book, Falafatul Usul, he says, من خير الكتب في العقيدة للمسلمين عموما والطلاب العلم خصوصا. So, this book is from the best of books for the general Muslims. From the most important of books for general Muslims, yani generally, and for the tulab al-ilm, yani the students of knowledge specifically, and it is something which is regarded as of the level or the one that is beginning in their journey of knowledge. It's a book which is for the individual that is in beginning in their journey of knowledge, and so what we understand from that. Is that no one that has beginning this journey in terms of Talib al M can say that they are self-sufficient or they are not in need of this. They suffice of this book. Naam bel, wala ahad min al-Muslimin al-Mukallifin. Rather, as well, it's not a case that anyone from the Muslimin, from the Muslims, can say that they don't need this book. Because, just as an introduction, for those that are not aware of the, the contents of the book, the book describes the three affairs that we are, that will be asked about in the grave. That will be asked about our Lord. That will be asked about our religion. That will be asked about the Nabi Muhammad And so this book explains each of these three in detail. Right, the affair of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he's the one that is only, the only one worthy of worship. And the uluhi of Allah. The affair of the Allah ta'ala is the only one deserving to be worshipped and it has no partners. The reality of Islam and its maratib, the levels of Islam, and the reality of who the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was, and in relation to that, his sirah, yani his his biography, and how we can take lessons from the sirah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And so if that's the reality of this book, 
then no doubt no Muslim can say that they are self-sufficient of this and they're not in need of it because every Muslim is in need of knowing Allah every Muslim is in need of knowing the reality of Islam and every Muslim is in need of knowing about the Messenger of Allah and so no one can say <coughs> that they're self-sufficient they don't need this book now and rather the Muslim should seek to memorize it now because no doubt this is something which is uh, needed for the one that is a teacher and the one that is a student likewise <coughs> specifically so when it comes to the issues of creed Naam. and you call al better in the of the Aqidah of Islam before any other book you start with and so it's a must that a person begins with the Aqidah of Islam before anything else Naam, before he begins with any other book he begins with his Aqidah Naam, why? why does he begin the study of Aqidah before anything else brother Palafrika? why? Now, that any, if the, the Aqidah is not upright and correct, then this can have an effect and it could be a means of anything else not being correct and upright as well. For example, if we talk about actions of Ibadah, actions of Ibadah, there are two conditions in order for the action of Ibadah to be accepted. Alayhi Qadalik? Ikhlas and? Matabah. Ikhlas and Matabah. Ikhlas that a person does the actions sincerely for the sake of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mataba is in accordance with the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In order to have ikhlas al mutaba'a, it requires that you have a sound aqidah. Because in order to have ikhlas al mutaba'a, first of all, you have to have the sound aqidah relation to Allah. And it's what aids the person's ikhlas. And the person has to have, has to have the sound aqidah relation to the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so that he gives, his, gives him, alayhi salatu wasallam, his quick makana, his quick station, and his status, alayhi salatu wasallam. And so thus, he understands that he must follow him in, in, in every action. So if he doesn't have that, and that is corrupted, then what you'll find is that anything that follows on from that may be corrupted. Now, and so this book is from the books of uh, Akida, along with them is Al Kawaii Arba, which we went through previously, Wakeshul Shubahat, and Kitab Tawheed, all of them by Sheikh Al Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab. From about the Dalek, Kizat Wasatiya, Tuma Hamawiya wa Tatumuriya, Kutahawiya, then you have Akida to the Wasatiya, and Akida to Hamawiya, or Akida to Tatumuriya, and Akida to Tahawiya. Now, Mahaka the Kutu was Sudan about the Dalek, and let's hear Domina Sunan, or Kutu was Sunna, and let's hear Sunna at. على انفراد وهذا إن شاء الله تعالى من طالت به حياة وهو يطلب العلم. لا كويس هذا البوكس السنة. نعم البوكس السنة that uh, uh, that were referenced and that were compiled in relation to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah to the Lord Sallam. So he mentioned these books. نعم شيخ شيخ زيد رحمه الله he mentioned these books here يعني يعني الكتب السنة. As all oh, the the, the quotes of Shaykh Islam Muhammad bin Abu Hab, quite the Arab, Kashf Shubhat, Kitab Tawheed. Then he mentions uh, Akid Tawasati by Shaykh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, for example. Then Hamawiyah. Then uh, Atahawiyah. Then he mentions the quotes of Sunnah. What does he mean by the quotes of Sunnah? 
تتيمينك دكتور ستة بوكس حديث ونشاهد كتب السنة ونشاهد كتب السنة كتب السنة وزي رفانت بارك رسول السنة نعم you refer to the books of Akida that reference the Sunnah I refer to the Sunnah in its title and refer, uh, that are known to be as actually the Sunnah some of the books that are books that um, are, are written by way of Isnag or way of chain so you have for example Surah uh, Sunnah by Imam Ahmad or Sharh Sunnah by Baba Hari or to some extent as well Akida to rise again Naam, the Aqidah, the Creed of the Jurazis. These books of Sunnah. All of them are needed for the person to have a correct understanding of the Creed, the Etiqad, and of course the manhaj of the Salaf. So then, thereafter, the Shaykh begins by mentioning the Basmala, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So, Shaykh Zayn mentions Al-Bad, Al-Bad with Basmala, Alhamdulillah, Hadha min Husn al-Adab. ومن فهم من المؤلفين للأسباب التي تكون فيها قضاء الحاجات. and so the individual in the text begins with the basmala and the hamdala as well. يعني الحمد لله رب العالمين. there is from حسن الأدب is from the good adab the good dealing and from the understanding of the of the muallif the understanding of the author himself for the need, I the need to have this uh, basmala. Naam. And then you have the hadith mentioned by Shaykh Thabit and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qal kullu amrin dhibal la yabda fihi bihamdillah fahuwa akhtar. And so, a qalil barakah. And so, he mentioned the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that every action that is of importance that does not begin with the praise of Allah then it is cut off. I mean that it is devoid of barakah. It's devoid of blessing. Fayda quote, Bismillah, I quote, Alhamdulillah, wa shara'tu fi mawdu'u, fi mawdu'u'in ma'a, faqad salaktu maslak al-ulama fi al-adab. And so if I say Bismillah or Alhamdulillah, then I begin that affair, begin what we're talking about. Then we are traversing upon the way of the ulama in terms of their mannerisms, the adab of the ulama. Now, in the you read, I had and you alif ta'lifan or yaktub khitaban or yansuf khitaban, unahwidalik yabda bibdikrilahi or yufni bi salati wa salam ala rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ثم بعد ذلك يشرع في المقصود. and so here the sheikh mentions the person wants to begin an authorship as writing something the most barakah is a fair or he's writing a khitab an address now he's addressing someone writing a letter then he should begin with the mentioning of Allah the dhikr of Allah he remembers Allah then praises him. And then mention the salat was salam ala rasulillah. Then after that, he begins with the affair which is the maqsood. He begins with the affair that he intends. Whether that affair be, yani, uh, 
the, the address to someone, or whether he's beginning his authorship. I saw Sheikh here, he begins, Sheikh al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Ha begins with the Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And the ma'ana, the meaning is, Abtadi amali hada wa ta'alifi mutabarrika bismillah wal mustahik lil uluhiyya wahdahu duna wa siwa. Al mausuf bi sifat al-kimar wa al-jilan. Wa minha sifat al-rahma al-ama wa sifat al-rahma khasa. And so, when you have any time you have this writing, and we mentioned this previously when we were going for Qawad al-Arba, when you have the, the mention of the Basmala, Bismillah, or Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, then this is, there is always something which is, Yani, Maqaddar, uh, I intended after that. So, for example, we begin the dars, and we say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, meaning, I Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Nabda al dars, Yani, for example, or I so in the name of Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, we begin the lesson. Or in the name of Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, we are, we are addressing you. Now, so even though you don't say the other, the, 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 at the end of that which comes after it, this is intended. Likewise, when a person writing something, something down, and he says, Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, he writes down, Bismillah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, he's understood that he means by way of that, in the name of Allah, Naam, the most merciful, the one that is merciful, the most merciful, the one that is merciful towards the, uh, towards the believers, that I write. Even though it's not written, I write, this is what is intended. So this is the understand, this is what is understood by way of the Basmal. Within the Basmal as well, or within the statement of Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, you have the mention of ar-Rahman, which is general, and ar-Rahim, which is more specific. So ar-Rahman, this is the general rahmah, this is the general yani mercy of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. And in the Sifat al-Rahim, or the name of al-Rahim, is the rahmah and the mercy which is for the mu'mineen. Al-Rahim is the mercy which is for the believers. Likewise as well, as we mentioned previously in relation to the Basmala, that the Basmala is mentioned in accordance with the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Basmala is in relation to, or as, as you see with the Basmala in the beginning of each Surah. Each Surah begins with the Basmala. So it takes, it takes the Quran as an example. When you begin with the Basmala, you take the Quran as an example in that. Seeking Barak on your affairs. Naam, and we mentioned the Basmala is in every surah apart from Surah to Toba. And why and we asked this all last time, if you remember the answer now. Why? Why is it not in the Surah to Toba? Why does Surah to Toba not begin with the Basmala? So the Psalmist will say it's a continuation of the previous surah, Surah Anfal. So the Torah continues from Surah Al-Fal, so then there's there's uh, no there's no basmala because it's a continuation, or it was revealed like that. The Surah Al-Tawbah was revealed without the basmala. All the other surahs, all the other each other surah was revealed with the basmala. However, Surah Al-Tawbah was revealed without the basmala, and this is Allah's best, the correct opinion. This is how it's revealed. 
Now, likewise, the best malak is in accordance with the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that when he would address someone, and when he would have something written to some, an individual, with a khitab, an address, giving da'wah to a leader, for example, he'll begin with the best malak, begin with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Thereafter, you have the, you have the mention of I'lam, and you know I'lam. And so Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad al-Duhab, after the Basmala begins with this fi'l amr, this verb of command, and he know. And what is the intent behind it is to draw the attention and to, draw, to, to bring about attention to that which will follow. So the fact that you're commanding someone with something, I command someone to know this particular affair. What is understood from this is that you're drawing attention to them. You, draw, you want to draw their attention to that which will follow. And to some degree, wake them up. Wake up the one that is, that is listening, the one that is reading. Now, and so anyone that's ears come across this, so they, they come to hear this, then they'll come to be aware of or they'll be aware and they'll be more attentive to that which will come after. Now, and so the reason why, because no doubt, that which is followed is an indication of the halal and the haram, the ahkam, and the mawaitha, and it is an address, an admonition, and that which will come after it, and tafsir, and there's some details. Now I'm details in, in, in relation to that which a person will be covering in this particular text itself. And thereafter, when he brings you to this attention, he then makes dua for each individual. He makes dua, he makes dua, and this dua is intended for the qari, the one that is reading. The one Sam, the one is listening, and this is Asloom and Asalib al-Ulama. This is from the Asalib. This is from the mannerisms of the Ulama. So we find in the mannerisms of the Ulama is that they have rahma with their students, that they deal with their students in a particular way, because ultimately. No doubt, the alim is working upon the principle which is found in the hadith لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ None of you truly believe until you love for your brother that which you love for yourself. And no doubt, his students, the students of, the, of that sheikh or that teacher are his ahibba, those that he loves and those that are his brothers. So he loves that for himself. So he loves he loves this affair of rahmah for himself. And know that he's going to love that for his students. And this is the manner in which he'll be with his students. And so, this manner in which the, the, the sheikh is with his students is something which is reflective upon this affair of him wanting good for them. And wanting that love for them. And so, from that, as mentioned, is that he'll make dua for them. And the dua mentioned here by Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab in his text is Rahimakallah. 
And may Allah have mercy upon you. And this mercy is for the Qari or the Sam, the Mustafid. And so the mercy is for anyone that is reading, one that is listening, and the one that is Mustafid. And here, Sheikh Zayd refers to it as the Sami. The Sami. And does anyone know the difference between a Sami and a Mustami? I must have that so where that the two Arabic words. The Sami and the Mustami. Could the Sheikh could have said the Sheikh Zayd could have said that the meaning is that he's making dua for the Mustami. They said he's making dua for the Sami. What's the difference between the two? They were not. One that hears, and which is the one that hears? The Samit. And the Mustamit is the? The one that listens. So the difference is, the Mustamit, he's the one that's actively listening. Right? The Mustamit, he's the one that's actively listening. He's, for example, he's come to the lesson and he's actively listening to the lesson. He's actively listening to the text. Whilst the Samit, he's anyone that is that has heard it. Like any individual that has come across his ears. So it's more general. And so you understand from this that the Sheikh has made dua for every single individual. And it's more general. He made dua for every single individual. Anyone that's hit that comes across this text and hears it, happens to hear it. Whether that was his custom or not, whether that was his intent or not, that he's making dua for the, that individual with Rahmah. So it's much more general. Naam. And thereafter, the Sheikh goes on to mention the maqsood, uh, the intent of the text, or the intent of the interfirst part of the introduction. And this is the bayan and the wajib and the muslima muslima, and it's ta'allamu hadi masail alati nasa alayha bikoli. And so, thereafter, he begins with the, the mawdu'a, the, the, the particular affair, which is that. It's an obligation upon every Muslim man, a Muslim woman, that they learn these particular affairs and these particular issues. Naam, which he mentions thereafter. And who yajibu alayna ta'allamu alba'i masail. That is a must and it's an obligation upon us that we learn these four masail. So it were that we learn these four Musa'il, these four issues. And he mentions them Awalan al-Asimili Ijmal. He mentions them first and foremost generally. These four issues generally. So that the one that is reading, the one that is hearing, he is going to be aware that there's going to be detail in his thought about this four. وَمَا أَحْوَجَ النَّاسِ إِلَى فَحْمِهَا And that people are in need of understanding it. وَالْبِدْأَخْرَسِ تُلَابِ الْعِلْمِ And specifically the tulab al-ilm as well. That they have to know this. And thereafter teach it and, and inform, people of, or, or, inform others of it. So that they may attain or that they may attain reward or you know, attain great reward by way of that so al ula the first of these four issues is an ilm is knowledge 
Al-ilm. Wal-ilm murad bihi, al-ilm al-shari'i. And what is intended by way of that is al-ilm al-shari'i. Wa ma jaa fi kitabillahi ta'ala wa fi sunnati rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa bayyanahu ulama rabbaniyoon min ashab al-aqidat al-salafiyya. Wa manhaj al-salim fi kuliba min abuab al-ilm. So it's the ilm al-shari'i. And the knowledge of the deen. And it's that which has come by way of the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger, of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the ulama are Rabbaniyun. The ulama are Rabbaniyun. The cult, those that cultivate from the ulama that are upon the, the, the aqidah of Salafiyyah. And upon the sound manhaj in every facet from the different facets of knowledge. And the Adam Rabbani, Barakallahu Fikum, he's the one that cultivates by way of his knowledge and by way of the knowledge that he teaches. The Adam Rabbani. He's the Adam that cultivates the knowledge that he teaches. And so thus he teaches the small knowledge before the big. This is the one that is referred as the Alim Rabbani. Now, what the Kalima, Mujibala, Jaa Tafsiluha, Fima Badaha. Kan Sailan, Sail Ma Murad bin Ilm al Wajib. And so, this Kalima is general. Now, this, this Ilm, referring to Ilm as general when it's mentioned here. And it's as if a person asks, what is the intent of the obligatory knowledge? And however, could you have to understand that knowledge can be ilm, which is wajib upon every individual. No one has an excuse not to know it. And then you have ilm, which could be fard al-kifaya. So there's two types of obligation. Fard al-ayn and fard al-kifaya. Fard al-ayn is that it's an obligation upon every single individual. Fard al-kifaya is that if some individuals from that mujtama, from that society or community, have fulfilled that obligation, then there's no sin upon the remaining. So knowledge, and this is the case of knowledge, or some aspects of knowledge. So some aspects of knowledge are fard al ayn it's an obligation on everyone. For example, what? Not to make wudu. Everyone needs to know to make wudu for themselves. What else? Naam, salah. Aqeedah. Naam, the aqeedah as well. The creeds. This is an obligation for everyone. You cannot say that as long as these people know the aqeedah, then it's a fight for myself. What's the example of follow the kifaya with knowledge though? Inheritance. Inheritance, for example. Burial. Burial, yeah, to some extent, yeah. Uh, business, buy and selling. It's not an obligation for every single individual to have knowledge of buyot, for example. That every single individual needs to know uh, the, the rulings about trading. It's not upon every individual. 
some people not some people need to trade for themselves. So it's an obligation upon some. However, if some individuals do learn that, then there's nothing upon the real, the, the remainders. However, if no one in that society does that, then then what? No, everyone is blameworthy. Everyone is blameworthy. Another example of that is the janazah. Now, I'm not, not in relation to knowledge itself, but in, today, in relation to the, the ruling. The janazah. The janazah is followed with kifaya. So, it's not upon every single individual to pray the janazah upon, an, upon a person. But it's the haq, it's the right of that Muslim, that, some of, that the Muslim pray the, the janazah. So, if some people from that community, from that group, pray the janazah over him, then this is sufficed. If no one prays that janazah, then everyone's blameworthy. Now, and so the point here being is that the knowledge which is in, in this uh, in these particular four uh, categories, these four issues that I mentioned here by Sheikh Islam, uh, Sheikh Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab, these four categories, this knowledge is an obligation upon every single individual, and it's not on Father Kifaya. It's an obligation on every single individual, Muslim male, Muslim female. Now, and so that end, he goes on to say, "Who are ma'rifatullah?" Now, so he goes on to mention in his detail now, an explanation that ilm is ma'rifatullah, the knowledge of Allah. فسر العلم بأن معرفته بأنه معرفة الله أي أنه يجب على مسلم ومسلمة أن يعرف كل واحد ربه بذاته وأسماءه وصفاته نعم وأفعاله وأنه ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير and so it's upon the person to have knowledge of Allah have knowledge of Allah that he is the Lord he himself is the Lord and have knowledge of his names and attributes and his actions. And have knowledge that there's nothing like unto him. And that he is the all hearing, all seeing, as mentioned in the ayah. And صرفت لغير الله فهي إبادة طالت وصاحبها مشرك بالله. and so likewise when it comes to knowledge of Allah, because I have knowledge that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He is His Creator. Allah is His Creator. Allah is the one that sustains and gives Him sustenance. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the one that disposes of the affairs within the creation itself, and he is the only one that is deserving of worship without any other partners. And anything that is, that is directed to worship or anything that is worshipped besides him, then this is Ibadah Batila. This is Ibadah which is upon falsehood. And the one that engages in that Ibadah, then the person is a Mushrik. Naam, he is a Mushrik. And he's willing to shirk with Allah ta'ala. وأن يؤمن بأن له أسماء الحسنى وصفات العلا التي جاءت في كتاب الله وفي سنة رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم. And likewise, the person must believe has the, have the belief that Allah subhanahu wa taala has beautiful names 
and lofty attributes which have come and been mentioned to us within the book of Allah and the Sunnah of His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَقَدْ أَمْرَنَا اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَنْ تَكُونَ لَنَا أَسْمَاءً وَصِفَاتٍ وَسِيلَةٍ فِي دُعَائِنَا وَتَدَرُّعِنَا إِلَيْهِ فَقَالَ وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَةِ فَدَعُوهُ بِهَا أَنْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this affair that he has these beautiful names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has these beautiful names and it's a means of us making dua to him it's a means of us making dua to him and when we turn to him and ask and ask him and beg of him we ask him by way of these names as Allah ta'ala mentions and by and Allah he helps beautiful names who so call upon him with them فمن عرف الله عز وجل حق المعرفة وعامل به وقدره حق قدره فقام فرائده وأداء واجبات وامتثل المعمور واشترب المنهي وأحل الحلال معتقدا معتقدا حله وحرم حرام معتقدا تحريمه وهو في كل ذلك يرجو رحمة ربه ويخشى عقوبته تيل حياته فهو مؤمن حقا له من رب المغفرة وأجر عظيم and so the one that adheres to the فرائد right, to the obligations of Allah Ta'ala and he performs all the obligations performs the wajibat and that he, he sticks to and he, he clings on to the commands of Allah and he avoids and stays away from his prohibitions. And he just and he considers that which is halal to be halal. And he has that creed that that is halal. And he considers that which is haram to be haram. Naam. And within all of that as well, he has hope for the rahmah of Allah. Whilst fearing his punishment. And in, 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 for his whole life he's like this. Then this individual has the, is a true believer. And the true believer... And with his Lord is Maghfira wa Ajar. And with his Lord, this one as a true believer, he is the one that will attain the forgiveness and Ajar and the great reward of Allah. Thereafter, the Shaykh he mentions, wa ma'rifa to Nabihi. And inshallah. Inshallah, we will we will step here, inshallah, on this page, and next week we'll go on to mention the ma'rifa to Nabi, uh, the knowledge of the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi So we began first of all by mentioning the knowledge of Allah and what it entails, then thereafter the knowledge of the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa taala knows best. فبارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم